The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's me. I am passively, just passive-aggressively just texted you, okay? The text is from me. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know I'm late. I was trying to find the phone because I knew you would send me text messages. So I was trying to find my phone and then I got late and I come, I sat down and you sending me aggressive texts. <laughs> it wasn't aggressive, it was passive aggressive. But when you do send me texts that uh, start with, hi lady, they're, that's, that's not passive aggressive. That's like your version of aggressive. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not even sure what my version of passive aggressive is because I don't think that I know how to be passively aggressive. I think I only know how to be aggressive. I, I think so. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. It's like, oh my God, calm down. I'm coming. Uh, she called me a lady. That means like really a lady. Right now. <laughs> I sent Arthi. Arthi was six minutes late. Okay, six minutes late, and I sent her a message saying, "Hey, lady, are you joining?" But it was more like when I was texting, I was like, "Hey, lady, are you joining?" <laughs> well, that that tone is lost when you <laughs> on your text. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You were, you almost, "Hey, lady, are you joining?" <laughs> That was your tone. <laughs> That's the tone I read it in. Oh. You know what? You receive it how you receive it. I can't, I can't right. control that. 
How are you? How was your break? I am good. How are you? Well, I'm not really good, but we'll go into it. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> not really good. Oh, no. I'm okay. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I had a nice staycation. I did very little things until Sunday. I had a horrible case of the Sunday scaries yesterday. Oh, and I was yes. just stomping about the house. And my husband was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what's wrong. And then I was like, oh, it's right. I have to go back to work after like 10 days and also is your kid home yeah noah's school is closed for a week and aiden was for a week no she was just home today for you know the three inches of snow we received oh you guys got snow that's right we were supposed to get that we didn't get any we were promised eight to ten we got three most of the women are pissed off they're like oh yet another promise of eight to nine inches and we get three Have you been working on your stand-up? No. <laughs> <laughs> One of my neighbors. This is not my joke. One of my neighbors <laughs> said that to me today, and I was like, "Yep, yet again." Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. um, no, my kid, my kid is home for a week because they can't get the COVID under control over here in New yeah, Jersey. They cannot in uh, in Howard County as well. But we have a very, very high rate of of vaccination. Yeah, so they're keeping it open because I mean, the, the kids. There's no way you can avoid it now at this yeah. point. Yeah. So the kids are going to be exposed anyways, but I think they're the hospital hospitalization for vaccinated folks is very low. Yeah. So, I mean, they're yeah. going to get it. It'll be like a flu. They'll be fine. So, yeah. My vacation staycation was short. It was a week long. It wasn't 10 days. I was still working until about the Tuesday after oh, uh, wow. Christmas. Yeah. I had like stuff coming through. And then after that, I was busy cleaning we did like a major cleaning of our house and i'll go into it a little bit more in our patreon so you can understand how it, it was like marie kondo condoing my house so that's and by the way I, if you're wondering what kind of content exciting content that's what we keep behind the paywall <laughs> yeah how I Marie Kondo'd my house and then <laughs> and also how on uh, three days ago I got Chipotle and I've been suffering ever since oh no I got yeah I got food poisoning and now I'm like really in a lot of pain I've been in pain for the past three days do you feel skinny no oh the I worst feel bloated. oh no that's <laughs> the worst what's the I point know. I know. What's the so, point of surprise diarrhea if you're not going to feel skinny? I want to feel I like Kate Moss. No, I'm not having diarrhea. I just have stomach cramps and bloating. It's oh, horrible. No. Yeah, it's horrible. That's the worst. Well, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the that's the part that I was like, I'm I'm okay, but I don't I'm not okay. But I no. did have the Sunday scaries yesterday. I had the Christmas scaries or New Year scaries or whatever it's called. Yeah. Because this was even worse because I started getting congratulations on my LinkedIn for the number of years I've been at this job. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. I wanted to be here only for two years. So I've been here for seven. Oh my oh, God. No. <laughs> and then I was like, I have to go back to this job on Monday. And so it was, I was like, oh, yeah. I was not feeling myself. I was like, I hate New Year's. I hate New Year's because it's just another day anyway. It's just yeah. like 
any other day, but it's given so much significance and it's like you need to have achieved something by this day from the past year and what are you going to do in the next year? There's so much pressure put on New Year's Day that I don't like it. It's bullshit. First of all, yeah. Gregorian calendar can go fuck itself, okay? Yeah. We don't even follow that. So right. suck it. Later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about it. Yeah. But I agree. You know what's great is I didn't tell my kids about the – I don't think my kids know about staying up till midnight yet. Oh. It's great. We put yeah. them to bed at 930. Yeah. And then we watched Cobra Kai. It was awesome. <laughs> so we did. So, yeah. yeah All right. We no. have so much to cover today. We're going to talk yeah. about Rahasa's. This is going to be a super long episode, I feel, because we have so much to talk about. I know. Well, we say this, but then sometimes we don't. So, yeah. If it is, Happy New Year to you. If not, it's just another day. Fuck yeah. You. It's going to be an episode as long <laughs> as whatever the timestamp is showing yeah. on this yeah. recording as you're listening to it. Um, we're going to talk about Salt Lake City. We're going to talk about Porsche show because it took a real interesting turn. I did yes. catch up on it upon yeah. your recommendation and it yeah. is very funny. Yes. And we are going to talk about Selling Tampa, which I binged over the break and it's yeah. such a good show. Yeah. And we'll probably yeah. go into more detail about Tampa, maybe on our Patreon. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Let's talk about Salt Lake City first. So yes. we open up. This is post fall lunch, and yep. Mary and Meredith go to lunch, and Jenny meets with Dewey for lunch. Yeah, and Mary Cosby is just really <laughs> digging herself into a racist hole, one scene after the other. Mm-hmm. You know how people say, "Well, when you're a person of color, you're not you're not really rage- racist. You're prejudiced." No, in this case, she's being racist because she's importing her, giving herself a sense of superiority. Yes. And that's why I will happily call Mary Cosby a fucking racist. Yeah. Because she is giving herself that importance of like, ah, I am superior to Jenny so I can make fun of her. Yeah. And look, I get I get the optics of she's the only black person on the show and we should be gentler to people of color on the show. Well, mm. she's not the only person of color on the show. She's the only black mm. woman on the show. And she's certainly not a representation of black women that I think any black woman would want. I don't think that any black like it's like the way I don't think of Jen Shaw as a representation of all the Muslims in the world because yeah. she happens to belong to a Muslim family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mary Cosby, like, between what she said last episode about, obviously, yeah. the slanted eyes, which they get into later, but mm-hmm. she does a voice. It's just she, she does a voice, and what drove me crazy, and this, we talked mm-hmm. about this last week, what drove us crazy last week was that nobody said anything at the right. table when she made right. that remark. Right. And in this scene, she uses a voice to mock Jenny, mm-hmm. and Meredith just kind of awkwardly laughs and says, mm, well, let's not do a play. No, Meredith, no, that's not the answer. Like, this is a woman, Meredith fucking Marks, who's been crying about Jen Shaw liking a mean tweet about her adult son. Right. You were so mad about it, you you hired a private investigator. Say that again. Jen Shaw liking a tweet about her adult son. Yes. And like, here she is being like, haha, lol, Mary, don't talk that way. Like, the Mary is a walking red flag also because of something she says in this conversation with Meredith. 
Mm-hmm. She says something about how she believes that Jenny is a reflection of Lisa because Lisa brought Jenny into the group. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you such insight to the kind of mentality Mary mm-hmm. has too, which mm-hmm. is like she doesn't believe that an individual can just be an individual. Yeah. She only believes that people are reflections of each other, which I feel like is very culty. Yes. Yes. That was very culty. And then the fact that Meredith didn't say anything about that either. Meredith, you are a friend of Lisa's. Yeah. You also are a friend of Lisa's. And you didn't say a single word. You just, she just, Meredith just goes, hmm. And then she just keeps quiet. Yeah. Like, why is Meredith quiet? Like, when she's so outspoken about everything LGBTQ related, why not about racism? I don't understand it. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. Meredith also says that she's mad at Lisa for now being compassionate with Jen. Mm-hmm. But then also she's fine with Mary faking compassion with Jen. And I didn't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Because I don't... I The issue with this... It's not an issue. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. The women on Salt Lake City this season are all basically fighting with each other about the same thing. They keep calling each other out about the same thing, which is you talk shit about somebody and then you were nice to them when you Mm -hmm. saw them in person. Yeah. Which like, I'm sorry, but (laughs) is that not just like being an adult woman? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? But they are all mad at each other about something they said. So they're all behaving the same way. It's like the Spider-Man meme of like all the Spider-Man pointing at each other. That's all they are. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's like crazy. And they're all fighting and they... So so when when Mary said those things and made this voice did the voice and Meredith didn't say anything I was flabbergasted and I was like okay Meredith that is going to be the end of you. Yeah. And sure enough, on Twitter, she was like backpedaling the whole time. I'm sure, yeah. Trying to say, oh, no, I did talk to her. And then Mary came after her on Twitter. Yeah, did I you saw see that. that? Oh, <laughs> She's like, really, Meredith? Did you tell me that? Did you try to manage it? No, you, I don't need to be told what to do. <laughs> exactly. Like, and this Meredith is what. Meredith deserves every bit of it. Meredith deserves every bit of the side that everybody is giving her. Yeah. And, you know, she deserves it all. She yeah. didn't say anything racist, but she also kept quiet when there was a racist clearly spewing racism there. Yeah. What do you think about the fact that Whitney and Heather are now trying to introduce this dumbass conspiracy theory that Mary and Meredith are in cahoots? Yeah, so that's not they're not introducing so much as they are literally being the audience it felt like they were like sitting there <laughs> talking like you and i would talk what if this is the issue right and what do you yeah. think this is happening what do mm-hmm. you think it was like you and i that i have no insight into anything and we're just talking shit right we are making up stuff so yeah. it was an insight into how Whitney and heather are first and foremost fans of the genre yes fans of the real housewife genre before they are stars of the genre <laughs> because they were sitting there discussing like exactly like cousins would if yeah. they both watch the same tv show <laughs> yeah i think it's some of that but i think it's also like this thing that this thing that keeps happening on this which is you know it's everybody i think chelsea from ona bravo she's the one that said it which is this is everybody's second season so they're yeah. coming in with that big second season energy of like 
I have a storyline and I'm going to bring it up on camera. And it's like, they can't remember who they're mad at. They can't remember who they're yet. Like they all just have a bunch of like kind of wet napkins that they're just like throwing at like moving targets, you know? And they're like, not sure what's going to stick. Yes and no. I think that's true to a certain extent, but also I think it's refreshing for me that unlike Meredith, who has decided Jen is the enemy, so she's going to be with mm-hmm. whoever band with whoever is against Jen, and that's all she cares about, and that's where her focus is going to be. Like Meredith is saying that I cannot have two separate arguments at the same yeah. time. I can have only one target. I can yeah. only have one issue that I can yeah. deal with. Her medication can only handle one. Exactly. Bite. That's what Meredith is doing. It's refreshing for me to see Heather and Whitney sometimes side with Lisa when they're going after (laughs) Mary, but at other times go against Lisa. You know, they're picking each issue and they're looking at each issue independently and say, Mm -hmm. in this particular issue, you are wrong, Lisa. In this particular issue, you are wrong, Mary. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter that whether they are banding with Lisa on that or not. So. I think to me, from my perspective, that felt refreshing. I was like, yeah, we can manage multiple conflicts. At the same yeah, that's time. true. That's true. <laughs> it does keep things interesting. Jen Shaw then has a scene where she pretends to be a good person. <laughs> She's making <laughs> hygiene kits with her mother. Oh, my God. I noticed a tell of hers. Whenever uh-huh. a family member of hers is on camera yeah. and they're lying for her uh-huh. and they cut to Jen, yeah. she's smirking. Yeah. She has this smirk where she's, it's almost like a smirk where like normal people might smirk because they're trying to keep from crying. Yeah. It's almost like that, but it's really like, oh yeah, you're saying what I asked you to say. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying that. That kind of a smirk, like, okay, this is going according to planning. You, I've noticed that too. There, She has a weird smirk on her face when she's talking to coach or with her mother, mm-hmm. who apparently was a teacher and now she's going to break her piggy bank. <laughs> Oh so my last, god. Last is, is Jen Shah calling Medicare? Is she getting like Medicare money? Like Social no. Security? Yeah. Is she scamming scamming Social Security Administration? Yeah. You no, know, I'm telling you. So like this is, this is the most amazing thing about Jen Shah. Last episode she's crying in her fake ramadan wig to coach about how she can't downsize because she needs to take care of her family and coach is like hey you got to downsize because you know we owe two million dollars like you need to get fine two million dollars to pay yeah and this episode her family shows up at the house and we learn she's draining her mother, her mother who is a lifelong teacher. She's draining her mother's retirement and savings up to a million dollars. So Jen's not just scamming random old people. She is scamming her own fucking parents. Yes. First of all, good for you, teacher mom, for having a million dollars in your retirement fund. That's awesome. I think it was like, no, I think this poor lady like sold her house. Yeah. She like basically (laughs) sold everything she owned. And all she got from Jen was like a Ziploc bag with toothpaste in it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yes. Oh my God. Also, she was like on social media buying diamonds the other day. Like in a weird bikini. Like she's such a fucking mess. And every time she's like, you guys, I promise what they're saying, I didn't do it. It's like so fake because not a single tear comes out of those eyes. Like nothing. It's it's the fakest thing I've ever seen. That's not me. Anybody who knows me knows that it's not me. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. I'll be honest. I hated it so much that I I don't want to see her anymore. I don't either. I'm like, 
I was glad that towards the end with the, all the other conflicts, she was in the side side. Yes, agree. I was happy. I barely noticed her. The the picture of Whitney with all, all of them at Whitney's event. I suddenly was like, who's that le- person in the very end? And I had to zoom in. Oh, that's Jen. I forgot she had, she wore a blonde wig. Yeah, but it was like I don't want to have anything to do with Jen. Yeah. Whitney throws a party for her rebrand, mm-hmm. and Jenny is coming to get her snowflake, honey. She's like, I'm bringing back the gift that Mary got me. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. it in her dumb fucking face. I'm mm-hmm. going to gather these bitches, and mm-hmm. I'm going to sit them down, and I'm going to yeah. show them what it's like to call somebody out face-to-face. And I was really proud of Jenny. Yeah. What did you think of the gathering instead of just one-on-one confronting? So I think that Jenny is smart. I think so, too. I think that Jenny has been watching this group, and she said, okay, I see what happens when people meet with somebody one-on-one. Her own bestie, Lisa, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Tried to do that with Mary, and it backfired. So Mm -hmm. what did Jenny do? She said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to have a side conversation with you. I'm going to sit everybody down. I'm going to say exactly what I'm thinking to your face so everybody else can hear it and we're all done mm-hmm. with it. And I was so fucking proud of Jenny because mm-hmm. she didn't beat her on the bush. She said, what you said was wrong. And she didn't say it like even in a bad way, right? Like she didn't mm-hmm. say like you said slanted. She said mm-hmm. the whole thing she said, she said beautiful slanted eyes. And I think that you don't realize it, but that's offensive. Mm-hmm. This is where again, Meredith fucks up again and says, oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear that it was offensive or so. She says something. No, like she that. says, it's not, it's, a, it's not up to me to decide whether it was, it was offensive. And what Meredith is doing is what her PR team may have trained her to do mm-hmm. is to say that, hey, Uh, you don't get to say what is offensive or not offensive to a person of color. But Meredith, this was a person of color telling you it was (laughs) offensive. So now you have to agree or disagree with them. You cannot say, I don't know, because she's already told you that it's offensive. Now you're just spewing your PR line that somebody taught you or trained you to say, which makes me feel like you don't quite understand race relations. You don't. You un- you barely understand the LGBTQ relations and that's all you can focus on because you don't want to deal with the race relations because you are kind of prejudiced yourself. And this is where it comes out is like, oh, you're trained to say certain things, mm-hmm. but you don't quite understand the context of it. You mm-hmm. don't understand that when a person of color actually tells you that it's offensive, then all you say is, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was offensive and I'll make sure I don't say that to you or anybody else again. All Meredith needed to do was shut the fuck up yeah all the white women in that space need to do is watch the conversation happen and learn from it you don't have to give in your two cents now i will say i did appreciate lisa calling mary out for the mexican comment yes i was glad to see that that was something that okay lisa didn't call out mary for the mexican comment in the moment but clearly it stayed with her because she was able to recall it in this moment and bring it up now lisa is also being you know, she's being opportunistic here because in this case, someone is calling Mary out and she takes the opportunity to throw more mud on Mary because she doesn't like Mary. Yeah. Now, on the Jenny part of gathering everybody, the other thing that I appreciated about that moment was that Jenny did not confront somebody else one-on-one. Instead, she realized that when that comment was made, nobody spoke up. Yeah. So she realized that all of them needed a lesson. Yeah. They all needed to understand that and mm. that she was sensitive to these things. So it was more of an educational moment that that's why yeah. she was gathering everybody up. Yeah. That's what I felt. I was so proud of her. I yeah, really I was. was. I wrote that like five times. I'm so proud yeah. of you, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> I was and really I was happy. also 
And I was also proud of Whitney because she didn't let that, you know, she didn't say, okay, I, this is my event and I need to move on. I don't want to fight or anything. She's like, no, wait, let's go back to that instant. I should have spoken up and none of us spoke up and we need to speak up more. And yeah. Whitney was clearly took a moment out of her event and said, oh, let's talk about it some more. And let me be clear about where my support lies, because that was important as well. Yeah, but then Meredith somehow turns it about herself. It was such yeah. a weird twist. She says, you know, we need to call everybody out and it goes well beyond being prejudiced. And then she looks at Jen and says, Jen, you need to be with people who care about you. And I can't be that person. And I was like, whoa, wow. wait, what happened? Like, where did this Why turn Why are you even happen? bringing up Jen? Yeah. And if you cannot be around Jen, why are you even bringing up Jen and talking to her directly? You are the one engaging Jen. Jen is not engaging you. It was weird because it also happened after Lisa called out Mary for calling yeah. Jen a Mexican thug. Yeah. So Lisa calls Mary out for calling Jen a Mexican thug. Then Mary denies Mary says, the whole thing. Yeah, Mary doesn't even remember that she had been Mary. Said that. Mary says about the slut and eyes, she says, in America, it is appropriate to say it. And I was like, no, stupid. Yeah. It's not appropriate to say it in America, you dumbass. And when she's called it about the Mexican comment, she denies it. And Meredith at that point kind of twists it and says, well, it goes beyond prejudice. And Jen, you need to be around people who really care about you. And I can't be that person. Well, Meredith, why are you making this about you? Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous and hilarious. It was ridiculous and hilarious. People didn't quite understand. Everybody got worked up about it. And then Meredith had to start something and then she had to stomp off. She had to engage for no reason. Yeah. And then she wanted to disengage. And yeah. she's stomping off in that feathered mon monstrosity she was wearing. It was like <laughs> Big Bird got COVID or something. It was like really horrible. <laughs> Mary yeah. walks out and she somehow has one of her feathers in her hand. Yeah. One of Meredith's yeah. feathers and she's like stroking the feather. It was, <laughs> it was like so, was so weird. And at this point, Mary then, because she got called out for saying racist shit, denies that she said anything racist and then starts to immediately call Lisa Two-Face and now is ready to be mad at Lisa about bringing yeah. up the church stuff. Yeah. It's just so obvious it's like such obvious deflection it's hilarious mm -hmm. yeah but like also back to meredith it bothered me so much that she was like does everybody have a hearing problem i said i don't want to be invited to events where jenna's bitch you work together this is both of your job yeah. if you have an issue with being in rooms where jenna's talk to production and stop showing up to filming it's called you have to be around your coworker that you don't like yeah suck it up and deal with it right and her and also her weird ass fucking coked out husband oh, he is so meredith feels like she's on a double dose of xanax and prozac and all of that and she can barely speak she's slurring and she's slow and then her husband is completely coked up and he is like horny and walking around making stupid jokes. And Dewey too. Dewey talking about him being a love god. What? Dewey? Like, a love doctor. Love doctor. He's like walking around the party looking for his sister wife. Yeah. <sighs> it was bizarre. I don't like the husbands of Salt Lake City, I'll be honest. Yeah, except for Lisa's husband. Because he looks like a tortured soul. He looks tortured. He understands the quirkiness of Lisa. The way he joked about it when their son's prompting. Lisa made it all about herself and her son. Lisa standing there looking so proudly at her son <laughs> posing and telling him how to strong jaw, strong jaw. 
I feel like when the son is trying to tie on the boutonniere or whatever, yeah. and John is in the back, he has to be like, Lisa, you're not going to prom. Please, Lisa, don't, don't. You're not going to prom. I loved it. I know. I do like John. I, I do like John I Barlow. I do like John. I like John Barlow. John and you know gonna, what? John is good looking too. Okay. I told you, he catfished me before. Yeah, yeah, when he wears yeah, a backwards yeah. hat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm in for John Barlow. Yeah. And I know that Justin is currently getting sued for millions of dollars. But I do think Justin is kind of adorable. He's he is too, he's a good husband to Whitney. Yes. And that's yes. that's important. Yeah. He's yeah. he may be a douche himself, but he's good to Whitney. Or he is a douche and he's good to Whitney and he's gonna drown them both in debt. Yes. It could be that <laughs> he's gonna drag her down with him. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Next week, apparently, Jen and Lisa have an altercation. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about Portia's Family Matters? Yes. So I I watched the last episode, but I had taken a gummy. And so I was like laughing my ass off. And I was like, wait, is this a gummy or is it the actual show? And I didn't know. So I texted you and said, can you please watch this show? And you you hadn't watched a single episode. So you binged it. No, I watched I watched the first two episodes and then I hadn't watched anything since. Okay. But yeah, I binged the last, the latest three episodes. And yeah. guys, it's worth it. Like, you don't have to pay attention the whole time. It's right. definitely a show that you could throw in in the background while you're, like, doing work. Right. But there are some things that are just hilarious. Like, there's an entire episode dedicated to a robe that yes. Dennis had that Portia took. And in order to go on this big family reunion trip, <laughs> Dennis has said, I want my furs and my robe back. Versace robe. Yeah, it's like that get she- fur and his <laughs> this robe back is not coming. So they hold the robe and the fur hostage trying to get him to come. <laughs> it's amazing. It's funny because like, to me it's so silly, but the best part of this show is like, I've never been like a huge Porsche fan because I yeah, am team twirl. Yeah. But this show really, really shows that like everybody else is laughing at Portia and Portia does not think any of it is funny. Yes. Her cousins and especially Londi and mm-hmm. her assistants and former assistant, they are like openly against Simon and pro Dennis. They all yeah. seem to like Dennis because Dennis apparently has a good sense of humor. I'm actually enjoying Dennis. He has a very dry sense of humor and he jokes with a very serious face, but the people around him or the, their reactions tell me that he's actually joking because it's so hard to tell the difference. Yeah, like Lauren, Portia's sister Lauren genuinely adores Dennis. Yes, they have such chemistry. They all feel like they're actually family. Yes. And you know, the funny thing is, Dennis actually doesn't mind Simon at all. Dennis is yeah. like, I have no problem with Simon. Simon actually seems like a decent enough guy. Like, yeah. yes, there are some red flags. Like, Simon tells Dennis that I have a professional moving company that I have on, like, tap. And anytime I need to kick a wife out or a girl out, I just call the moving company. So what he actually says is that if things don't work out, I will move quickly. And then he says, I do have a professional moving company, meaning that he owns a professional moving company being a joke that i do have the professional moving company so i can move quickly is what he's saying right yeah but the way dennis talks about it is that he has a professional moving company on tab (laughs) he has them on a car and he can call them up anytime he wants to move a wife out yeah (laughs) 
Or Which, he would honestly, move out of a wife's house. Probably isn't that far from the truth. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> there's an aunt. So, and it's also funny because there's two sides of Portia's family, right? So yes. the side of the side of the family that's famous is the Hosea Williams side, right? Who is yeah. this huge civil rights figure and like there's that part of her life, which obviously we, when we met Portia, she was quite disconnected from, yeah. right? That's her dad's side of the family. And then there's her mom's side of the family. The mom's side of the family interacting with the dad's side of the family is some yeah. of the funniest fucking shit in the world. Portia's mother has a sister named Darlene, who is the wackiest person ever. They get to this like beautiful resort. Queen. Oh my God, she's such an attention whore. Oh my god. So they get to this resort and they're all doing their intentions of what they'd like to accomplish because it's not just a vacation. It's like Lauren is like an actual life. Like I think Lauren is actually a decent therapist and like a yoga instructor. Like last night's episode, I was like, Lauren is good. Oh my god. Like really actually trying to like she's a great sister and I think she's actually a very good like mental health professional if that's what she's working on. But Aunt Darlene talks about her intentions. And she wants to start talking about what she wants to accomplish. She starts crying about how she's ready to accept who she is. So everybody's like having this like nice, like emotional moment. Uh-huh. And then she starts to talk about her feet. And it takes such a sudden turn that everybody is like, what? <laughs> and they all like, she's mid-drink and they're like gulping it. And they're like, jaws fall open. And like, you want to accept your feet? crying and she goes on this whole monologue about how my whole life they said I had incredible Hulk feet but now I don't and she's fully crying and then there's another scene where they go to this like cenote and they're gonna do like like, this like healing exercise and she wants to hug her daughter Storm Stormy what's her name Storm Storm. yeah Storm's like totally checked out from her mom because clearly her mom has issues and she gets up to go hug her mom. And even before Storm can hug her mother, Darlene, Darlene she just... She feels the spirit. She feels she the, the whole, Holy Spirit. She feels the Holy Spirit. And it's like, this is not church. This is a cenote. Like, I don't know who you felt. But she starts to lose it. And it's the funniest thing in the world because later on in the episodes, they all just constantly make fun of it. They think it's the funniest thing. And it, honestly, it felt like to me going yeah. on vacation with my cousins. Like I was just in Arizona with my cousins. Yeah. And this yeah. is like very much the kinds of conversations we would have. We'd be like, did you remember that crazy ass shit that just fucking happened? And then we'd make fun <laughs> of it. So then there's the dad's side of the family. Yeah. And the dad's side of the family is totally not on board with most of what Portia's doing. They're like, no. this is not the Hosea Williams family this is not representing they're like these are not the Hosea genes that are acting up yeah (laughs) so your mom's genes (laughs) yeah they basically (laughs) said they're like the mom's side of the family are like country bumpkins and like the dad's side of the family is the smarter side of the family and so Aunt Liz yeah we talked about her a couple episodes ago when we talked about this show we talked about Aunt Liz because she's the one that (laughs) went to that like healing exercise with the white therapist and was like you're calling ancestors which ancestors are you calling here like whose ancestors are in the room are they your ancestors or are they my ancestors right so aunt liz she's amazing because she's straight up at the dinner when they're talking about intentions she says i'm just trying to get to know everybody because i'm looking around here and i don't even know who most of you are (laughs) she's amazing she's amazing she's 
talking about the white therapist lady and she's like, I think this lady, Lena, she got herself too deep into black people shit. And like, she doesn't know how she's going to get out of it. No, this is, this therapy is too deep for black people shit. Yeah. This is not going to work for us. Yeah. And and at the same time, she's so wise because they're talking about releasing, you know, anger and trauma and all this stuff. And she releases the ghosts of the civil rights movement. She says, I have to release it. I can't carry that on me anymore. She has been an activist for all her life. She shows, you know, how she was doing it with her dad. And now she has been leading the Hosea Foundation and she's been doing all of that activism. So she is like, I need to release it. There's so much I have carried, right? So she yeah. actually has a very meaningful one. And it was like right after Darlene talked about her uh, feet, right? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's such a good show. And so now what just happened in the last night's episode was <laughs> this, this fight that we all saw in the preview for the show, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, Portia just... Portia is, I think Lauren knows Portia so well. And I think, I think actually everybody around her knows her really well. They're just afraid to tell her. And Lauren is very honest about it. She's like, look. I think they are not afraid to tell her. I think they are, they are being careful about telling her in front of the cameras. Like I get the feeling Mm. that they have told her these things before and she has ignored them and they're trying to be respectful of her they don't want to necessarily burn her they love her but they also understand what kind of she's become quite a monster and she's not being real and she's surrounding herself with a lot of yes men and yes women and she's just doing what she thinks is right and regardless of other people's feelings and they don't quite agree with her lauren doesn't agree with her her cousin Landi, who's so, so she's so good. She's so wise. Yeah, she has a very nice way with words. I was amazed at all the stuff that she talks about. The way she talks is so good. Yeah, um, and she is she's very self confident. And her going after the other cousin Storm from a mother's side. Yeah, Darlene's daughter Storm. Storm, the whole backstory is that Storm used to work for Dennis's restaurant. She would get into fights with people and she was late and she was incompetent. So they fired her. And this was before Dennis met Portia. And then Dennis and Portia got together and Storm has been mean to, De- has been mean to Dennis since then. It almost feels like Storm wanted to go out with Dennis or something of that sort. And she holds some resentment there. So Storm and Dennis don't get along at all. Yeah. And then the other backstory that we learn is that Dennis did cheat with on Portia with a woman. He broke it off with her when that was exposed. And then Portia and Dennis made up. But then that woman ended up getting a job in one of Dennis's restaurants. And yes. Portia's then assistant, Dom, went to the restaurant, saw the woman there and called up Portia and let her know. Yeah. Dennis claims that he didn't know that the woman had accepted a job in his company because he has 400 employees. He didn't he doesn't hire them all. She got a job. He didn't even know that she was working for his company. And Portia doesn't believe that. Portia says that you, how how do how would you not know that the woman that you slept with and almost broke your relationship is working for you now? Yeah. Dennis and Dom go at each other a little bit. Which mm-hmm. was kind of funny too to watch. <laughs> it's hilarious because also yeah. Dennis keeps using terms that like they have to throw up on the screen to explain. Yeah, it's like, like catch definition a fade. of what Dennis is saying. I didn't know it's catch so a fade funny. meant get into a fight. <laughs> he was like, "You about to catch a fade?" And then Dom is like, "I'll catch whatever." And I was like, "I don't know what any of this means." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
and, and that's why they were like, they were putting that up on the screen. What does he say? Like, if you, so Dennis says, you were such a, a snitch. And Dom no, says, an op. First, Dennis calls him an op, which is an opposition. He can, yeah. you're an op. And they have a whole conversation about ops before the producers put the explanation on. Because I couldn't understand what are they talking about? Yeah. But then he says that, so Dom says, if you ain't no bitch, there wouldn't be no reason to snitch. <laughs> and then, and then they make up. They fight and then they make up. They have tequila. And then they go back and they have dinner. And at dinner, they get into it again. Yeah. And this time, Dom is like all pro Portia. Yeah. So basically what ends up happening on the show is like when Portia is not around, everybody yeah. is hanging out and having a great time and being very honest about the situation. Even Simon and... Dennis are being Dennis, honest yeah, about Portia. Yeah, like Simon yeah. is like, hey, even that moving conversation, it happened because Simon is like, hey, I think that it's really important that your stuff goes back to you. Yeah. And he tells Portia, you need to return all of Simon's stuff back, or you all need to return Dennis's- all of Dennis's stuff back yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, so everybody, when Portia is not there, everybody is very honest with each other about yeah. what Portia is doing right and wrong. Yeah. And it's when Portia shows up, all of a sudden the people that used to get paid by her or are paid by her are like, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Well, Dennis, you're acting too crazy. Dennis, like you're doing too much. And then Dennis gets pissed off because he's like, wait a fucking minute. You spent like, all afternoon making fun of Portia and Simon. And, yeah. And you and I squashed it. And now you're coming here and you're starting it all over again yeah it's great it's so what good. did you think of dennis's mother who's the whole other i appreciate her honestly i love watching mama gina and aunt liz at the spa together they show a clip and aunt liz says is this a plus size robe for a curvy woman and i was like i love you because honestly i've been to a spa okay yeah this happens because sometimes you just get assigned a locker and you open yeah. up the locker and you take the robe out and you put her on and guess what your vagina is okay. showing because yeah. they give you a robe that's for a size zero but you're a size 14 yeah <laughs> like it's barely covering your boobs yeah, exactly. i don't want i don't want a robe for my arms <laughs> for the rest no. of my body and so I was like, I appreciate this. Yeah, but like Gina also, she's like real hopped up on the defense for Dennis. So anytime yeah. anybody starts coming for Dennis, she's like, ha, here's my time to shine. This is how I get a confessional with a wild ass glam look. Is oh my, my God, the glam look. Oh my God, that glam look. That like gives Mary Cosby a run for her money. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but yeah, it, it ends with Dennis and Portia fighting with each other. They, uh, Portia lunges at Dennis. Yeah, and I think it's because she she had her hands in her uh, his mom's face, which kind of is blurred because Simon's back is covering yeah. that angle. But yeah. I think Portia was in Dennis's mom's face because she was trying to leave the space. Yeah, Portia's also mad because Dennis apparently brought a meta girl. He brought yeah. work, work. He calls them work. <laughs> He brought some work, as he calls it. And then his uh, and Portia's co- assistants and all of them, they're like cousin and everybody, they're like checking out. They're like, oh, yeah, your item was walking through the lobby this morning. We saw her in her bikini. And they yeah. start talking shit to Dennis. And Dennis doesn't mind. They don't mind. Nobody minds except for Portia. Portia, if you're so over Dennis, why do you care? You have Simon. Yeah. Why do you and, care? And that's, I why think- invite Dennis if that was the case? Yeah. Why are you holding on to Dennis's Versace robe and furs if you yeah. don't care about Dennis anymore? Why yeah. do you care if Dennis has a date or not? Why do yeah. you care about those things? Yeah. Just because Simon put a ring on your finger doesn't mean anything. 
Mm-hmm. You're apparently, according to that Tamron Holland interview, you and Simon are still dating. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think what I loved about it was that there's that scene with Lauren and Portia sitting together. And Lauren is like, you had us all come. Essentially, what she's saying is you yeah. had us all come for this show. Yeah. You're not showing up to the actual events. Activities. She doesn't show up to any of the events. It's only the family doing things. She doesn't even show up. Yeah. And I think that's what Lauren is trying to say is like, bitch, you got this crew here together. You're not showing up and doing the work that we're all supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you're acting all surprised when Dennis is getting frustrated because because Dennis didn't even want to be here and he's doing yoga and sweating. I know. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think what I'm learning from the show is like Portia's fake as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else seems to be real. Yeah. I mean, Dennis is a douche. Yes. But he's not hiding it. He's yeah. being authentic. And that's yeah. the part that I like about him. It's like he's like, Yeah, I am an asshole. I did all of those things. And it could you know, he continues to be petty about it, but he's not hiding it. Yeah. I liked it. I can't wait yeah. to watch the next one. Yeah, see, I told you, you kind of got on I was like, Wait, did this show really get better now? What's happening? It could have been that we've also like not really watched much TV in the last or like reality no, TV. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it was a gummy. Maybe, Maybe this it was. is a show that you watch only after a gummy. I don't know. <laughs> but it was hilarious to me. I laughed the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I did watch Selling Tampa all yeah. of it mm-hmm. within very few days. And I loved it. Yeah. And I loved it for a lot of reasons. Obviously, one of them being that it's all women of color and they're clearly empowering each other. Unlike Selling Sunset, the drama isn't about like boyfriends and cheating and, cl- and like bullshit like that. The mm-hmm. majority of the drama is actually business relations, which I found very, very relatable. Yes. When I first watched the first two episodes, I didn't quite, it didn't, it didn't catch my attention. It took me a while. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because they keep shading each other in a playful way with a smile on their face and nobody yeah. gets offended. It's like constant. Yeah. It's like every sentence. It's all about clothing and money and clothing and money and all of that, right? Yeah. I didn't quite get I'm like, what is going on here? Why aren't we why is why is this a constant? I didn't understand that bit until Taria explained to me that this is like they are not really shading. That this is their way of joking around and that's actually Yeah. I picked that up right away. I didn't quite get that. I was like, why is this person saying that? Why is she getting mad at her? Like there were certain levels, like it, sometimes it went over, I felt like over the line. Yeah. And I was like, I why isn't it. the other person getting married? Why is she smiling back at her? That seems fake, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, they're just trying to push the boundaries with each other. That actually means that they get along. Yes. I didn't quite get that part. Once I got that, I was able to ignore that shading part and just watch the show for the show the business aspects of it got me interested the yeah way the way Sherelle runs her business yes some things were like girl you don't do that you don't you know you have to prep your employees before you change the commission and that to the commission percentage from five and 95 to 80 20 that's huge that's huge (laughs) how do you just call them over in the morning for after coffee and just break it to them and say take it or leave it that's wrong that's not how you yeah that felt that felt abrupt and sudden and then the whole rena thing that was like uh she got a broker license she's looking she's trying to put your best ages I loved, I loved all of that i love and and um 
and Sophie. She's so cute. And Sophie is one of the most adorable people I've seen on a reality TV show. And she's not just like adorable. So when you she first meet her. Cheekbones. She has your cheek, high cheeks, and like so cute. Oh my God. That's so nice. <laughs> I, I unfortunately, my cheeks are not as high as they used to be. I've recently noticed that the jowls have started to fall by the. <laughs> grace of gravity anyway and sophie when you first meet her on the show you just think like oh she's gonna be like a heather type from like selling sunset right like cute little like adorable little girl like young girl selling beautiful houses being like absolutely stunning and just like flirting with her clients no she's a fucking smart woman and the best thing about the show is that it's been really refreshing to see stuff on a real estate show that feels like actual it's it's real. It actually felt real to me. Even the sudden change of the commission, yeah. right? We yeah. don't ever talk about the commission breakdown in Selling Sunset. Selling right. Sunset is having us you believe. You talk about the commission and you think, oh, they're going home with the 3% commission. They're not. Yeah. Selling Sunset will have you believe that if Christine Quinn or Mary is selling a house for like $2 million that she's taking home, like whatever, like uh, six figures. She's not. Because she yeah. lives in a condo with Romaine. Like, right. th- that's the difference, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. I like the fact that right from jump, selling Tampa was like, oh no, these women get paid based on commission breakdown and the company takes this much and they take yeah. this much. And and Sophie and the other girl, um, um, what was her name? <clears throat> Colony. Colony, And yes. Sophie and Colony are like the two best sellers and they're younger yeah. girls. Yeah. They're sitting there calculating. They're like, oh, if I sell this house, I'll make $48,000. That's great. Like, they're not sitting here pretending like they're all multimillionaires. They're not trying to flash that at all. They're actually yeah. trying to sell the fact that they're part of an organization that sells luxury homes. They're right. not trying to say they're the luxury. Like right. they're not trying to act like they're these like highfalutin celebrities or anything. They're Correct. literally like yeah. we work in a really hard we work really hard at our jobs to yeah. uphold an organization that is run by women mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. And we are really proud of the work that we do. And we yeah. put our best foot forward. And Anne Sophie is like, when there was all that back and forth between like Rena and Anne Sophie and getting poached and then Colony calls her out in front of Sherelle, Anne Sophie is very honest. She's yeah. like, yeah, I had a conversation with Rena because I would be ridiculous to say that I don't think about what I'm going to do for the rest of my career. And yeah. like, I appreciate Sherelle too, because I think Colony was like trying to do the reality TV show thing where she was trying to mm-hmm. be messy. Mm-hmm. But Sherelle was like, okay, I appreciate your honesty. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just really liked it. I found it like to be such a good, engaging, refreshing show. And, and it was showing women have conflict, but not, you not, know. Yeah. And not, con- not resolve not those di- conflicts too. So when um, yeah. Rena and Cheryl uh, meet with each other and talk about it, Rena has a, she comes from a high-end um, law firm. So she's like, she knows very well to navigate that and come back out of it without making it into a big deal. It's yeah. no, there's no breakdown or crying or getting upset or any of that. Except yeah, you know, the only com- person who gets ex- upset is Alexis, who is horrible at her job. She should. I have mean, been you guys think Davina is boring? Oh my god, Davina was efficient though. She knew what she was sort of knew what she was doing. She still made money. Alexis did. Oh, my God. It blew my mind. I was like, what does it take to be a real estate agent? I know. How do you not know how many bedrooms a house has that you're selling? Yeah. Yeah. 
It How do you not know the property? Ta- why don't you? Why won't you know the property tax to pay for that? Like, yeah. wouldn't that be on a sh- uh, on a sheet of paper with all the information about the house? I don't understand it. Yeah, and I just love the fact that like even that was managed in a way where Sherelle was like, "This doesn't suit my business because you don't know what you're doing, and I don't feel yeah. bad about firing you." By like this show, I liked because he had conflict and resolution in ways that was that showed that this is clearly a show of intelligent women, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and. Enjoyed Tanel. I love Tanel. Tanel and her, and Joanna too. Joanna was has her own personal story that is compelling that we didn't hear enough about. Yeah, um, Joanna is apparently a grandmother. Yes, and I look at least fifteen years older than her. Um, <laughs> Tanil, I liked because Tanil was giving. She felt like Marlo's long lost yes. cousin or sister. Oh my god! Yes, she even talks and dresses like her. Yeah, even like her slow sort of like the way that she maneuvers a space, like it just gave me very big Marlo Hampton energy and I loved it. I was like, yeah, I like I you was right confusing, away. I was confusing Alexis and Carla for a while, but then Carla stood out because she's smart. Carla is yeah. smart and Alexis yeah. is not. So. But it's a great yeah. show. I think everybody should watch it. And I think it's a great yeah. like it's a departure from Selling Sunset because Selling Tampa really, really emphasizes the fact that these are women of color. These are black women there. These are not actresses, by the way. And they're these working are not- hard. They're working hard and they are not, like you said, they are not the luxury. They are they are selling luxury, but they are not the luxury. They're actually normal people. Yeah, like Colony was a former teacher. Rena used to be a lawyer. Like these are people who have worked hard. These aren't actresses. These aren't soap stars that decided to, you know, stick their boobs into a push-up bra and start selling a house. Right. And so I, I liked it more almost than Selling Sunset. I think so. I think so. It took it took me a couple of episodes to get into it, and then towards the end, I was absolutely I was surprised that that was the last episode. Yeah, I was like, oh. That's it's it? not as vapid as Selling Sunset, so it's not yeah. as funny. But it yeah. like the funny part of it is still like the songs. The yeah. songs are still hilarious. Like the background music is still <laughs> ridiculous. So there's all of that. But yeah, check yeah. it out. Yeah. And that's it. Look at that. We got it all within one hour. I thought this was for sure going for an hour and a half. No, we're very efficient. And we didn't even talk about Andy Cohen probably being fired out of New York. New Let's Year's do team. it. We got a couple of minutes. <laughs> Did you even watch that? I don't watch that um, CNN thing because it's always a lot of talk. They are drunk, and they, it's 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 literally how much, how many drinks do you get, and how loose do you these people that are supposed to be straight laced get? But Andy's already high when he gets there. <laughs> um, I did not watch it because, like I said, I uh, put my kids to bed, and I was watching Cobra Kai. Um, <laughs> No, but I did get a whole bunch of texts from my family members being like, your boy, Andy Cohen. I said, excuse me, just because I do a podcast about Bravo does not make him my boy. And then I watched it and I was like, that is my boy. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't watch it? I didn't watch Andy stuff until the next morning. Now, did you think that, do you think he's going to get fired? (laughs) That's the rumor that he's been fired already. By whom? CNN. Okay. I don't think he cares. I mean, they did fire Kathy Griffin, too, because she said, I don't go to your job and take the dicks out of your face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's supposed to be a bit of a shit show. Even in that business, they shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't want to. Who's watching CNN to watch the ball drop? Was he on CNN? I thought he was on like NBC. No, this is CNN. I thought CNN? 
Oh yeah, sure this about Andy that. and Andy and and um and Anderson Cooper stuff is always on CNN. It's CNN. Oh my god, that's why it's so boring. It's like people come on, share your Terry game, and pretended to be Barbara again. Barbara again, and she was like, she. It was like every time I changed to see if something else was going on, it was like so boring. Okay, but and, Sherry O'Terry is genuinely a hilarious person. She is hilarious, but it's she starts with a skit and the skit goes on and on because Andy and, and uh, Anderson keep it going on. It's like too much of talking and it's oh. there's so much background noise and everything, music going on. You don't quite hear what she's saying. It was just bizarre. It was too scattered. <laughs> yeah. It was like he was just bringing like watch what happens live energy to CNN, yeah. which feels bizarre. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. that's on CNN. That's so wild. Yeah, no, no I hope that they don't put him back on CNN. That would be crazy. First of all, CNN is stupid for doing it in the first place. They've been doing it for all these years. Where do you think Kathy was? Kathy was also on CNN with Anderson. Was she? I don't yeah. know. I, see, again, I don't watch these things. I just find out about it the next day. And I'm like, I don't know why everybody's so mad. But I guess that yeah. makes sense that if it's CNN, they should be that mad. Well, yeah. well, happy New Year, Andy Cohen. Happy Go New ahead year. and wipe your Coke nose off on back on Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scurry on over there. Maybe Handy Cohen will, you know, do some retaliation and fire Mary Cosby from the show. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody needs to ask Andy Cohen how, um, how all that cocaine is working out for him. (laughs) Maybe Candace should ask him that. Candace should ask him. him. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you on Saturday, where we will be talking about Real Housewives of Miami and Real Housewives of OC. Goodbye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchillo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shaw i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Mike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is.